Tyreek Hill has been traded from Kansas City to Miami. When Tyreek Hill left the roster, I put Kansas City third in the AFC West. They have two ones, two twos, two threes, two fours, and four sevens in this draft. That's a lot of picks. Brett's building this thing back uh, to where we feel comfortable so that we can go win on Sundays. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Uh, this evening, got yourself Neil. I'm joined by Duncan. Duncan, how are you, man? 77, reporting eligible. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any plays where he didn't report eligible in that game? Like It felt like it was every other play. 99% or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you can hear uh, the dulcet tones of Chris there in the background. Uh, Chris, how are you, man? Oh, I'm good, thanks. I've uh, been for a few jars, a few games of pool, so yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. Oh, living the dream. Mid-season form. Absolutely. Two, two of us here have been getting kids to bed, and you've been down the pub playing yeah. home drinking. Well, pick me moments, pick me nights. It'll be me tomorrow doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we're back for the end of season, start of the playoffs. Um, Chiefs beat the Raiders again. Uh, thir- was it 31-13? 13, yeah. Um... Yeah, like, Dunk, did you feel happy about the win? Happier about the Chiefs? Yeah, it was um, It was a weird game because I think I've been saying uh, in the various chat groups for the past probably three, four weeks, whatever, that like, there's, since we since we won the division, basically, there's nothing that we can learn about the team, you know, going into the playoffs now. They're basically not, not no-win games because we're obviously the one seed to play for, but you're like... They're just winning at home games. I would have taken, like I kept saying every week, three points, no injuries. Three point win, yeah. no injuries. That's all I wanted. Yeah. And basically we got that in the main, but <laughs> they were pretty tight games in the main as well. So, yeah, I mean, very happy. And I think that um, the, the manner of the victory, basically, I mean, fine, it's the Raiders with whoever they were playing at quarterback and half of their, their you know, whatever they were playing at O-line as well. Linebackers. I'm not sure anyone had ever heard of them. It's only the Raiders, but it's as complete a performance as we put together for quite a long time. I would say. Yeah, professional was the word I would use. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've said lots of times, Chiefs have tended, I mean, not just this season for years to to play down to bad teams, and that did not happen on Saturday night. Also. As an aside, and I know I don't know how our American listeners feel about Saturday football. Saturday night, nine o'clock football. Perfect. That's that is the dream. Yeah. Wonderful. The zenith for us Brick fans. That's the yeah. zenith. That, yeah, yeah, loved it. Absolutely love it. And especially when you get the win, put your feet up, watch the rest of the you know watch the rest of the week. Uh, yeah, Saturday. Give give me more Saturday football. Mm-hmm. Completely agreed. 100%. Until February the twelfth, when we want Sunday football. Yes, please. <laughs> um, Chris, were you happy with how it went? Anything kind of struck you as different, better? Uh, yeah, well, pretty much Patrick Mahomes' uh, longest completion of the season, pretty much early doors, 67 yards to Justin Watson. That was uh, it was quite a surprise to see that, that early on. Um, it's not been what we've become accustomed to seeing. So... That kind of surprised me a little bit. I wasn't expecting that, but you know, it was well timed. I think the fact that Jerick McKinnon Jet right now is just he's reaching kind of a simmering point. He's uh, you know he's, he's broken records. He's he's playing well at the right time. I think we just we seem to be kind of reaching our peak at the right time. It was a professional performance, and it was just it, it was pretty much what I expected. I mean, yeah, we lost the second half technically, but. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference. I think I like the fact that we've got, uh, you know, we, we picked up six sacks as well. Defensive line played well. Um, and I know we've had this discussion a few times, Neil, about big furious George. He's mm-hmm. coming, coming into his own at the right time. He's doing very well. He's, uh, he's he seems to be picking up when it's needed. Long may that continue. So. He owes Chris Jones about 27 points. <laughs> he does. He does, yeah. Chris Jones, he's, uh, that guy's having a season. He's he having a, a season. Monst- he's an absolute monster in this game. He um, was, indeed. 
Yeah. He lived it. He might as well have been playing bloody offensive line for the Raiders. He spent that much time in there. So well, yeah. And the good thing is Mike Denner picking up a couple of sacks as well. I mean, they've shared them around so much this uh, this season. It's not just coming from the D line. I think it's uh, it's going to be quite interesting to see how teams actually play the Chiefs going forward into the postseason. So. I believe we're second in the league in sacks. Am I right in thinking? Yeah, we are. Which well, is we, absolute. We yeah, it's a contrast from last season. But it's, it's also a contrast from how we felt about the team. It's, it's only, oh. God, it's only weeks, like li- literally a handful of weeks that, you know, we had Chiefs players on Twitter calling out fans for calling out the, the D-line, oh. right? And I can't quite, in, in my head, I'm like, how how have we got to... To secondly, because I think it's the Eagles are like twenty sacks ahead of everybody. They're they're played a different yes. game this year. You know how 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 have we got there if we're not good? And that's like the whole all the chat about trade deadline day was you know we need to get Brian Burns in or Josh Allen in you know and or, or do all of these things to fix the D line. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are with the second most sacks in in the league and. I, I I don't know. If, I, I, it's obviously not a bad thing, but like, are we that good? I don't know. They they feasted on some bad teams, is kind of because I wrote the piece um, after Kalen Saunders had been calling people out, and essentially, yes, we we were about fourth in sacks at the time, I think. And yeah, what what it was was like there were about five games which accounted for sixty odd percent of our sacks. Um, and they they were getting the, if if they get home they're getting five or six sacks in a game, mm-hmm. uh, but when they played the good teams the Bengals the, uh, the Bills, you know both of those only got one sack in, and you can't go and it, it's all well and good getting six sacks against Denver but mm. you want you want six sacks against Buffalo mm-hmm. or the Bengals yeah. the Bengals offensive line was absolute gash and. It's we horrible. Can, we still couldn't get near Joe Burrow. It's been so, awful for two years. They've still not fixed yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, do it when it matters, lads, and then mm. then that stat might mean something. But well, there's that piece you did as well about when the, when the sacks actually come. Do they come early doors when there's no pressure on? Do they come when we, we've got quite a large uh, quite a large lead? You know, when you really yeah, need a, them, a do they actually turn when up? We were so. in the lead. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's going to be think... obvious passing downs. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think the, the good thing. You, you talk about get them when they matter. I mean, that's that's Chris Jones' mantra, right? He, yes. I've heard it's not like to call him a closer. It's not. Yeah, that's a word I've heard so many times about him in the last few weeks. Like he's th- sort of third down. You know, productivity is just in, insane. He he's got a knack for getting getting the right the right sack at the right moment. I think as well. Mm. I mean, he's I'm he's good. doing as much. Sorry, I mean, just he's doing as much to finish games as as Mahomes and and Kelsey. Are on the offense. He's he's kind of the equivalent, if you like, you know, third down reliability on the defense. Off the top of my head, and I, I could be wrong on this, but off the top of my head, I think on third down, we'd had eight sacks, and six of them were Chris Jones, and two of them were Mike Dana. Mm. And that that was the list of third down sacks. Yeah, right. I mean, he's he is kind of quietly. Like a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate, he probably won't win it because I think a lot of his stuff has come in this run towards the end of the year, and I I would imagine that a lot of voters are probably decided halfway through the season with kind of a lot of the flashy guys like Micah Parsons and and Bosa. Nick Bosa, yeah. You know, I mean, Bosa's another one that's just done it week after week, but you know, I'd imagine that Chris Jones's run has probably come. A bit later in the season, and I think we've. I, I, this probably shouldn't matter, but I, I'm sure it does. We've kind of slipped off. That we've played a lot of early prime time games. We haven't played in prime time as much lately, so they're not getting as many of those sort of island games. Thank you know God. to to make a show on. Well, yeah. for us, that is, yeah, yeah, that for, is. T- talk about productivity. My Monday morning productivity has been a lot a lot greater in the second half of the season <laughs> than the first. Absolutely. Tell me about it. I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just just speaking about about, about the defense, right? Where do you think we are? So here, here's here's my theory. Let me think about this today, right? Here here's my theory, and we'll see what you guys think, right? 
I think that basically for anyone to talk about how well the Chiefs are doing for the first 10 weeks of the season is pointless. Mm-hmm. To come on after any in one individual game and talk about them is almost pointless. Because I think that what they've been doing, especially with a, with a, with a defence which is so young, so full of rookies, the whole thing has been kind of revamped. Even even a lot of the experienced guys like Dunlap and um, and Reed at safety are um, are new to the team. So anything happening at the start of the season is almost irrelevant because I think that they've just had their eyes on the player for the whole time and so it's, it's just been a case of building week on week on week to to you know to hit form at the end of the season. The teams that were great at the start of the season like the Jets as an example right then they go on this horrible run they get their quarterback injured or whatever but they go on this horrible run and people still in their head think the Jets were good this year for a lot of the time whereas I think what we've been doing is very slowly very quietly particularly in defence has just been building toward you know to peak at the end of the season and I think that's what smart teams do I, I just in my head if you think about where we were meant to be at the season like on the curve of where you're you're trying to get to, I think we're exactly where we were supposed to be and exactly where they wanted the team to be. I, I think some of that was naturally going to come with the rookies gaining experience. Like yeah. I, I thought we'd be bad early in the season and we'd be fast, but we'd be fast chasing blown coverages. And we haven't really had that issue that much, but I think the rookies have by and large improved as the season's gone on and um, I, I think that's contributed a lot as long as they don't all hit the wall at the same time and um, we kind of flame out one game into the playoffs because they're all just spent um, I think would be grand they've probably done a good job of managing like Watson and Williams workloads um, yeah. McDuffie's knocked my microphone over there McDuffie played a lot but he missed four or five games early on in the season as well so um, yeah I think for me that's um, I mean typically the Chiefs they always start defensively there's always calls for you know, spags fire spags early on they always tend to find the way um, there's always going to be I, mean, the, I don't think it was last week the week before two weeks ago in the podcast um, we are talking about potentially the postseason and our concerns my concern or one of them was about the fact that we had such a, a young secondary um, I think a big part of it early on was the fact that, you know, number one pick for us, we did lose Trent McDuffie early doors. When he's been given that, he'd come back from injury and he's been absolutely great. He's, he's played really well. I think that's coincided with the fact that you've had George Kalaftis for me on the defensive line. He's been getting better and better every week. I, mean, I think it's something like five sacks in the last six games or something. He seems to just be hitting the right point at the right time. And it goes back to that what you were saying, Duncan. It's kind of like a slow burner, and they just they, they, they kind of building that momentum as they go, as they go. And I think the only question marks really were about early on. I think for me were about kind of Watson and uh, and um, I think he, uh, Williams. Williams. Sorry, I couldn't think of his name. But like you said, they've done a good job of, of kind of managing those two things. But I think also recently, the last four or five games, Justin Reed's been a hell of a lot better. I watched him early doors, and I thought this just doesn't seem like the guy that I thought we were getting. He was kind of anonymous a little bit, but I think they've done a better job of bringing him more into the box now and kind of, he's been blown up players quite early doors at the line of scrimmage. He's been doing that of late. Um, I think Van Thornhill, I wasn't impressed whatsoever with his early form. Recently, he's been a hell of a lot better again the last four or five games. And it was a point where he's free agent this year. I was the start of this season or halfway through I was thinking no this guy's got to go we can't bring him back but now the way he's been playing he showed that he kind of looks as though the, he's the one thorner we thought we had a couple of years back so everybody just seems to be hitting it at the right time and I think like you say Duncan, good teams do that they build momentum and they don't kind of hit the ground running all of a sudden um, but going back again to a point that you made about people thinking that the Jets were great they're just going to fight their offensive coordinator so they kind of been that happy with it. I mean, I mean, I guess I I use them just as an example, right? Because they were, you know, they were so hot at the yeah. start, yeah. you know, and then like it turns out they're just not a very good team, you know, overall. 
And I think that the really like us, the really good teams, we don't care what happens in the first six games as long as you're winning enough of them to keep yourself relevant. Mm. And then you get the next six games and you just win enough of them to keep yourself relevant. Mm. You know, and build through that so that you're getting better and better block on block. Right? What, I, what I think that us as fans need to take away from this is don't go online shouting about fire spags after, <laughs> after one blown coverage. Or Every after... Year. after <laughs> Or don't go online calling out Nick Bolton for missing one tackle or for a cornerback for getting blown up by... Um, Jamar Chase or something Yeah, like or Stefan Diggs, you know, something like that, right? Because it's what they do. But it's but totally pointless, right? Do, do you really think that Steve Spagnuolo sitting, watching one play, just going, nah, that guy's done? <laughs> but he's not, he's not. And it's because it's all like, it's a, it's a big holistic view. They're, they're going, right... Are you better this week than last week? Yes, and if you do that every single week, by the time you get to week eighteen, where we are now, the team is rolling. Yeah. We've said this before. We, we said this a few years ago. Neil. I can remember doing this on a podcast. It was one year where the Patriots went in as the one seed, and it might have it might have even been the Super Bowl year, and they got blown up. I think by the Titans in the first round. Yes, because I think they won a shed loads of games at the start of the season. They started coasting towards the end of the season. So, like, I, I'm a bit of a sports geek. So views on momentum are split, right? Whether momentum exists or not. But at the end of the season, they had absolutely no, they had nothing about them, no verb about them, no bite, no dig about them at all. And they kind of just limped out, even as the one seeds. So that's that's what we're avoiding, I think. And that's that's what our team has yeah. been really good the last couple of years of, of, of avoiding. The good, the good teams are not looking at week six against the Bills or whatever it was. Mm. Fine, it'd be nice to win that for like, for seedings and whatever, but really, I don't think Andy Reid and Spagnolo and Brett Veach and Eric Bieniemy and whoever else is at Patrick Mahomes, whoever else is sort of sitting at the thing on Monday, Tuesday morning reviewing yeah. the tape, I don't think they really care that much as long as the lessons have been learned and they're building week on week on week and that we're playing well at this point in the season. Yeah. I, I think the difference between this last game and the previous four was like there'd been they'd been pretty vanilla against Denver, Houston, Seattle, Denver and not really uh, each week I was thinking go and put some stuff on tape that teams are going to have to prepare for and they just didn't and you kind of watch it going Jesus this isn't this isn't the Chiefs we're used to and then against the Raiders I mean, we can talk about this the Arctic Circle snow globe <laughs> You you watch ring a ring a rosy, you know. What what the fuck? Like where? I've never this in my life from? ever. Do you know what? Somebody shared a clip once. That, 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 that I think it was not once. It was this. That somebody shared a clip of this football team that once did that. I don't know where the hell it came from. I saw it on Twitter, but it was this. Um, I think it was a corner, and like and that's what, like a soccer kind of thing for our American listeners. This corner, and the the offensive players in the box were doing the same kind of thing. It, it was just weird, and somebody said, "Oh, like now Andy Reid's been studying X kind of soccer league or whatever it is for players." <laughs> so I've never in my life seen it before, but it's just fun. But well, did you? Um, we were just chatting about the Travis Kelsey podcast before we hit record there, and Andy Reid wasn't didn't do that play. That was that was the quarterbacks apparently that that designed well, exactly. that play. Yeah, you know, you t- um, and that just shows again, aside from the fact it's fun, right and. There's a few, there's a couple of plays this season that we speak about, which would have gone down as all timers, but they've kind of counted for nothing in in, in the individual games that they've been in. Then yeah. um, that was awesome. This the Mahomes Superman over the top. That's an iconic picture. Yes. But was that in the Bengals loss? Rubbish. Um, it's going to pain me, but we can talk about the Colin Saunders thing if you want. Um, <laughs> Mahomes should be cut from this in that pass. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't right. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll, I'll, I'm ready. Yeah, we, like for anyone who's not listened to us for the last three years, ever since Colin Saunders was drafted, we have myself, Neil, and Tobo have been yeah. banging a drum to get him a score, either, either a, a catch, or even to throw one. Because if anyone's seen him play basketball, the the, the man has the, the man has skills. Mm. In and a perfect world, he throws one to Mahomes. Yeah, if Dontari Poe can do it, then I'm pretty sure yeah. he can. Just like when they did it, you're like, oh. it was like it was like the the office gif. I'm just like, oh my god, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And then he goes, mother, how 
Lord, what? He is so open. How can you? Oh, it's every just oh. heartbreaking. Yeah. Absolutely heartbreaking. It's just like it was going to be perfect against the Raiders in a gate week where we won the one seed on a Saturday night. Oh, it was just going to be beautiful, and oh. all the stars were lined up. They were. Oh, I, I just heartbreaking because that was at a point. Was that in the second half as well? You just like the game was kind of just yeah dawdling on and just like <laughs> yeah fine we've got this one it wasn't like the second half wasn't that interesting just like oh the whatsapp group just blows up and you're just like no just it wasn't i was so ready for that but not for not for that not working oh gutted <laughs> I, I, absolutely gutted gutted for for colin saunders gutted for us just gutted you never know it could be reserved for the postseason. Fix well, he's, it. He's, li- he's lined up on about half a dozen offensive snaps this year. Well, you let's know. face it, he's not 77 reporting as eligible, is he? No, he's, li- he's, lined up with, <laughs> he's lined up with intent, which I think is... He is indeed. Which I think is good. Um, I mean, Kelsey spoke about the, these sorts of plays in like the, the, the Arctic Circle one. You know, they've got a load of them. And I think they, like, they, they kind of pick a few of them out the, out the bag every week to... You know, to to install and then having their having their package if they need it, but like they they are only using them, I think, when they're fairly comfortable in a game. Yeah. You know, um, it's not when the game's on the line, is it? Well, it's like well, a kind yeah, of really fourth and one or something like that. It doesn't happen, does it? Where you you're, one, you're chasing. Yeah. The one the one exception was the Super Bowl when they did the Rose Bowl, and yes. that was that was that was on their very first drive, yeah. I think. And that's another yeah, one that got stopped a short. Um, was it um, Williams got stopped a, a like a yard short of the line as well? People need to stop ruining our exciting plays. <laughs> my my only thing with the Saunders one right was it was on first and two. Give it to him on second down. <laughs> the, we were we were twenty four six up, and there was eleven eleven and a half minutes left to go in the game. What's stopping you giving just to hand it off to him on second down? He's already on the field. He's run a two yard <laughs> route. He's not going to be tired. Like, just yeah. you know, stick stick someone in his, in front of him to block for him if he needs it. <laughs> Here, here's where I think you could actually use Saunders. Not not even in the red zone. Remember the the Hill Mary play? Yes. With Alex Smith. Yeah. I think Saunders could do something like that. There's no way that he really. <laughs> Well, there's no way that he doesn't have like a ten yard burst burst. But the man's fleet, right? Just to get past him. No one's lining up against him. I reckon he could I reckon I reckon he could uh, he could break coverage because no one's covering him. Free player. Yeah, I no one's tackling he could, him when he gets cut, yeah. when he catches just, him. Stick, <laughs> he dragged four defenders yeah. down with him. <laughs> stick M B S long, Kelsey on the opposite side of the field, he'll take two men. I think I think you could do something like that, and that that would be. Are you going to are you lining him up as a wide receiver, or are you sticking him in the backfield and sneaking sneaking <laughs> like a two hundred and ninety odd pound defensive tackle out? So I think I think he probably wants two or three strides to get going, but you don't want to give you don't want to use up too much of his puff before he gets to the line of scrimmage. That's so half of his puff. Stick him in the slot then. That's a fine balancing act. Yeah, peace snap motion. He'd <laughs> 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 be dead. <laughs> You go, you go in motion. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> because I don't believe that they don't have these plays put in. Right. So the, here's the difference, right? The, the Raiders stick stick the, the the six offensive linemen out, and you know, and I forgive me for not knowing the rules here. I I don't know if like you stick a six lineman in if he has to register eligible. Yes. He has to. He does. Yes. Even if he's only in to block. Yes. Yeah. Right, so maybe he's just in to add a bit of, um, to stick another body in the way of Chris Jones. I don't know, but when the Chiefs do it, I think they do it with intent. Like they, they're doing right. We we need, like we're going to stick another man out there, but we need the defense to, to have something you know to be second guessing this. You just stick another body out there. Just stick another body out there. Just another man for Chris Jones or whoever to, to kind of pile through. But I think with the Chiefs that you need to teams like the Chiefs that you need to do it with with a bit of intent. You need to, you need to just sow the seed in the other team, in the other team's mind, just just so they're like, oh, hang on a minute, this is new. I think the mm-hmm. fact that ninety five percent of the time they're reporting seventy seven as eligible just kind of like at some point the Chiefs will have gone oh, again. Well, we'll just forget about him. <laughs> it yeah. just doesn't. 
Every player. It just didn't make sense. I, I just did a quick search of the game book. He reported eligible nine times. It was Tay Munford. That's who it was, Tay Munford. Yes. He's always 77 to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, did oh, you guys, what did you guys think of the Raiders? Right, so, I mean, that was a, a fairly meek end to their to, to their season in one where they were meant to challenge us with this, you know, to want new, to higher, the, yeah. Yeah, exactly, new high-powered, <laughs> high-powered offence. And, like, what, I'm fairly sure, wait, well, they basically decided that the quarterback position is, is now up for grabs. So, you know, they've obviously gone for, I don't, know if it, don't know if that counts as a rebuild or not, but, like, they played us so hard, at the, like, the game we were at, they like, yeah, that was such a tight game. They were, like, like Jacobs absolutely roasted us. Devontae Adams had us on toast as well. And obviously they just haven't, either they're the opposite of us and they can really get up for, you know, rather than playing down to teams, they can really play up to, to, you know, to, to the big games, or do they just suck? I think they've got potential. I mean, I, I kind of feel the same about them now as I did at the start of the season. You look at their weapons, and they've got Adams, Waller, Renfro, Josh Jacobs, fantastic season. Like, if you've got the four of them functioning in your offense, then you you stand a pretty good chance in most games. Like, If you had a decent a, quarterback, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, not Josh Stidham chucking the ball around the place. You can't just keep handing it off to Josh Jacobs. I mean, like, he's had a... I think it tells you a lot that... Did he have, what, 1,600 yards this year rushing? Something like that. I think that tells you a lot. He had 45 in this game on 17 carries. Which is horrific, but that... Not fair play. We did our homework. We're not going to let him do it again. He burned us in the first game, not the second time. But I think he's just... Yeah, I think if they... Do you know what? If they had a half-decent quarterback, we probably could struggle against that side because they've got a pretty balanced side. I think their offensive line stinks, and that's kind of... It's not good, is it? No, that's not good. That's not going to help matters for them, Like um, No. Whoever the quarterback is, they've got to keep him upright. So we'll we'll not spend too much time on it, but who who do you think the quarterback will be next year? Do you think it's it's a veteran? And if so, put a name on the flag, or do you think they're going to go down the draft route? Because I read that they have to. I read today, sorry, that they have to. They've got to something like the fifteenth of February. Fifteenth of February, Car, yeah. Because yeah. that's when he's, he's two, next year. His contract. He's closed. he's he's done. He's done. I think. Um, me personally, I think they trade for a veteran. I don't think they're going to draft a, a a rookie. I think they'll take a veteran. Who I don't who, know. Who, I go, mean, go, go, go for a name. All right, okay. I mean, like, if you want to look at it, like, if it was me, if I was Tom Brady, I was sitting in Florida where my wife and family are, who I've just separated from and divorced from, would I want to go up the opposite coast, go to Las Vegas, Fuck quite yeah. possibly? <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tom Brady on that. Does Colvin potentially go up the Jets? But I will say Tom Brady. Um, if it were me, I would draft the quarterback. Um... I don't. I, I think if they're if they're going to take a veteran, up, I th- I, um, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. They have ammunition there. They can do that. Um, but I just I don't see. I'm just going to have a quick look on Tankathon and see where they're picking. Do they still have their first? Or did they give that for? for no, they've yeah, still got they've it first. They've got it first. Still got it. Yeah, right. still got it. They're picking at seven, like. The problem is, I think you've got the Colts behind them, though, as well, haven't you? And the Colts are quite... No, Colts are at four. All right, four. Okay, okay. I think there's basically... For me, there's three quarterbacks worth taking in the first round that aren't. But there's four, if you include Anthony Richardson, but he... He's got all the. He's got the highest upside of anybody. His two. His tools are absolutely crazy. He could be anything he wants to be. But right now, he's a project. The three names that keep getting thrown about is you'll have seen yourself, Neil, uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, mm-hmm. and Will Levis. Those yeah. three in the first round, you've got the likes of the Texans, the Panthers, the Colts, and potentially the um, Raiders, who are all looking to try and potentially draft one of them. So, where does it fall? It's going to be a tough one. They might decide to try and move up and draft one of them, put themselves in a position, or they might decide that they're going to go with the the, uh, the the veteran I, I I think veteran but that's just my opinion. You know, I don't know whether I don't know whether at cap space. I'm just gonna have a quick yeah, look. You can, you can, you can probably add 
the Jets, the Bucks, the Saints, uh, Commanders as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's um, you, you don't know what the Seahawks are going to do. Um, they you know, could take somebody to sit behind Gino for a year. Yeah, they could. Yeah, there's, there's so many there's so many teams that are going to need a quarterback. The, the problem that the Jets have got, and I, I agree with you, Chris. I, um, I think I think it looks like Brady. Ball accounts Brady and Gronk were were just about signed it in Vegas a couple of years mm. ago when they left mm. yeah. New England. But then Gruden pulled the pulled the plug on that. But um, he like he's, I I think that of the of the free agent quarterbacks. He's the only, he's the only one that moves the needle for them. Yeah, you know I, yeah. the rest. The rest of them are all. There's plenty of good, good quarterbacks. Garoppolo, Geno Smith. You know, th- these guys are good, but there's there's an argument that of the ones that aren't pension age, <laughs> Tom. You know, Derek Carr's as good as Der- none of them are actually better than Derek Carr. Uh, yeah, exactly. Over the course of the season, right? So I think that Brady's the only free agent that moves the needle. I yeah, don't know. After right. after you trade for Adams, can do you? Can you trade for someone else? I, 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 I don't know. That that seventh pick's pretty valuable, you know, if they wanted to, to, to it dangle is. it. But the thing is, I think... A, go on, carry on, sorry. No, I was say, that's, that, that pick's pretty da- pretty valuable if they want to dangle it for 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 an existing quarterback. But who, who would that be? You know, there's so many... The, 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 the league is flush with, with young quarterbacks, I think. I, I just can't see who they, who they get in a trade. It's... I th- for me, I think I think they're actually. Do you know what I think? If they took a veteran quarterback, if they as much as I can't stand the guy and he's, he should retire now, if they took a Tom Brady, their squad, their team is just pretty much missing for me a quarterback, a good quarterback. And I can't get away from the fact that he's a good quarterback. He's getting older, but he still knows what he's doing. He's a damn good quarterback. He shouldn't have been where he was drafted, but hell, he he was. He's shown everybody he's the greatest of all time. You know, for now, but. I think that's pretty much what they're missing with whatever else they've got in terms of picks. They could bolster that squad. I mean, the defensive line's not too bad. They've got a great set of wide receivers. You know, they've got a decent, no, a very good, sorry, not decent. They've got a brilliant, brilliant running back. I think they're not far off a good team. And I think if it was just pretty much a quarterback, they're missing. And I don't I just feel as though they're not going to take a, a risk on a rookie. I think that if they had somebody like a Brady, then... They probably could cause some people some problems. But we thought that before the season as well. Yeah. Well, we did, but that's Derek Carr, you know. <laughs> David Carr, have you believe in that he's the best quarterback that's ever lived? But <laughs> <laughs> that's what having too many hits to the head does yeah. for you. I'm going to say it now, right? I don't hate Derek Carr. No, like, I don't. He's, su- he's such an easy target. You know, hmm. I would like to for for kind of fun or whatever, right? He he seems like a good dude. Like he's like, I find, what I find really weird about the Raiders, right? Raiders fans especially, right? They they lean so hard into this bad boy image, hmm. you know, and then they wear a number four jersey. <laughs> so like, come on, man, you can't. Placid man. <laughs> you just can't. You just can't. It just doesn't. It doesn't work for me. I think it makes yeah. me laugh at the fact that last year's draft, you see all these people, like, they've got all the fit, the silver face paint on, they're wearing, like, the Legion of Doom kind of spikes on them, and they've got chains everywhere, big mohawks and spikes making themselves look tough, and then you've got a number four jersey on, I'm like, mm, it doesn't work, does it? It's, not, it's, going to, it's, going to be the, it's going to be the same if you get Brady, he's not exactly a hard man, but... Anyway, right, yeah, of course. Enough, en- enough of the Las Vegas readers. Uh, yes. We've only spent 33 minutes on it, it's all right. They're no no longer relevant. (laughs) No. They're not. But hey, the draft can change things, let's see. Talking of teams that are relevant, it's the playoffs, lads. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is um, indeed. Let me just pull up the schedule uh, where it's gone. Um, So Saturday night, quarter past one, Chargers at the Jags. Duncan, who have you got? I've got the Jags. (coughs) And I... I accept that the Chargers are good and have played well and I think that they have kind of snuck under the radar a lot probably because the Chiefs have dominated the division probably because I think that obviously the Chargers and the Chiefs schedule is very similar and while on paper six months ago it was the hardest schedule in the league or whatever it's not 
probably turned out that way. So they've they've probably spent a lot of time walloping average to below average teams. So kind of under the radar. And I think that Herbert hasn't quite had the sort of highlight reels of his first couple of years. So I accept that the Chargers are good. They're also dumb. Stupid. <laughs> this Staley character who got Ted Lasso. Eh, who got everybody hyped up the first year. And I was I was probably one of them. I quite liked his sort of let's go for it on fourth down attitude. But it didn't work. Mm. And it still doesn't work. And I don't know if he's using his analytics book to decide who should play in a meaningless game at the end of the season when your team has already gone through quite a lot of injuries and you've got some quite injury-prone players. I don't know if his analytics books tells him that's what he should do. But here's the message. Don't do that. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I don't mind him doing it, though, if it's dumb, because that's just chance of But it's just stupid. So that, I mean, my, my point is, there's something wrong with the Chargers. Now, I don't... Like, I admit that they play us hard. You know, Herbert's had our number a couple of times. Um they always kind of take the game to the trenches or bring out something weird in us. Like, so it's not like it's not like we've got the Indian sign over them the same way we do with with Denver. Mm. But there's just something about the chat. They're just they're just snake bit. Mm. The, they will do something stupid in that game, and the Jaguars will do just enough to win. That's my prediction. The Chargers are two and a half point favourites as I look on Paddy Powers here, right, I'll, I'll, which, I'll, which surprised me a little. Yeah, I'll take Jacksonville plus three every all day, every day on that one. Yeah, Chris, where are you at with it? I've got to agree on. I'm on the Jags to be fair. Um, mm. I think they me just too. they're hitting they're hitting the stride at the right time. They've got a pretty balanced squad, and that's something. I mean, yeah, we, we say that Justin Herbert's not got the highlight real throws this year. He's been carrying a knock since early doors. He's been struggling. Um, He's not 100%. And they just, there's that age old saying, the Chargers are going to charge it. You know, mm-hmm. it just, they're going to charge it. It's just, they do come up with some stupid plays. They could, they just beat themselves sometimes. And I think they bring the rare game when it's a divisional opponent. I think when it comes to anything else, they seem to be average. They just don't seem to have what it takes. And I think, I feel as though Trevor Lawrence is kind of, he's finding his form at the right time. He's looking like the guy that they drafted. So I think you know that number one overall pick, he's starting to get there. He's starting to show that potential, and I think it's going to be his day. To be honest, I don't think that the Chargers are going to be able to to kind of bring what it what's needed. The secondary of the Jags is decent. It's really good. So I think for me, I've got uh, yeah. If that's if they're what two and a half point favourites, I'd take the uh, I'd take the three points all day. Yeah, I think I would as well. Yeah. Um, Sunday at six for us. Skylar Thompson's Miami take on <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Cakewalk. Um, the the Bills are thirteen and a half point favourites. I think. <laughs> Is anybody taking Miami plus thirteen and a half? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'll t- do you know? I, I, I would. I'll take them on the spread because. Yeah. Four, Fourteen Fort- points in a playoffs games. It's, it's, it's big. Yeah, it, it is. It is massive. But I mean, these, these, like, this is the the, the the Dolphins, and it was either the Dolphins, the Steelers, or the Patriots, right? That they are the reason that the seventh playoff team mm-hmm. is silly. Yeah. I understand that the NFL. I mean, what what all it's done is add a, a really really intriguing set of games in the last week of the season. You can't deny that Sunday. Wasn't necessarily great football, but there was a lot of storylines going on to it. Bo- bo- yeah, exactly right. So they've got that. It's interesting up to the very end, but you've got a bad team in there. Yeah, you know, um, and it's a bad team playing their third choice quarterback, which is not their fault. But they, I, I don't. Mm. I don't even think yeah. the Dolphins want. Did the Dolphins want to be in the playoffs this year? What, what did they get from that? Mm, be, beaten by Buffalo, yeah, a I mean, shit a, pick in the draft as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, they they forfeited their pick. Well, not, got oh, sorry, yes, round. they did. It's forfeited. Fins up, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, That's I just, right. I just, it's not. And the fact that all they're all rematches from the season, a lot of divisional games, even. Just, yeah, it's not. Mm. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know if the NFL think it's worked out. I mean, they get all the all the TV revenue, they get an extra prime time game, mm. you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's, yeah, not it's not good not, product they're putting out, is it? Now, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, I maybe could have used Miami as my example. I said the Jets, like they won all those games early, mm. and mm. you know. I, I, I just think they took teams by surprise. I don't. Tua I, for MVP. Well, I, I, oh, yeah. Tua's all right, but to, to my mind, you're all, like you're always going to have to coach around Tua. Mm. You're always going to you're always going to have to give him someone like Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. So they're going to have to on a on a whatever three four year cycle, they're going to have to find a new one of them every single year because mm. as long as Tua will do enough, but t- t- for Tua, I just need Alex Smith. For me, when they win, it'll be despite him, not because of him. I would, yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. their all lines absolutely trash as well. It's horrible. I, Buffalo but, are going to feast on them. The, 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 I think yeah, there's absolutely for me, there's absolutely no chance the Dolphins win that game. No, no chance. Same. same. And then Sunday night, one fifteen a.m. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Talking of teams that don't stand a chance, Baltimore without. Um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson again, and or Huntley. They played a third choice quarterback as well. Yeah, I think they're going to be on the third choice as well, whose name I don't even know. Um, like the Bengals should butcher them. Yep. Just, just some shitty games. Really, that's, I mean, they, so they, they they played they played Baltimore last week. Yeah, exactly. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> I, I I I I understand why the NFL put all the all the divisional games at the end because it creates all this excitement you know an intrigue and whatever but you just end up with this yeah um, it's just it's not a uh, these games don't don't massively appeal very much the Bengals should should take care of them pretty handily what what you want what you normally get is uh, is a bit of a playoff berserker team someone that comes in kind of the back door takes everyone by surprise and causes havoc and I Thought on Sunday afternoon that that was going to be the Packers, but obviously that you know obviously Dan, Dan Campbell had some, is that I just I I I don't really see where the like the playoff underdog is this year. Do you know what? Do you know who the closest is? And I've just spent minutes shitting on them. It's probably the Chargers. The Chargers are probably the the team that no one's speaking about that have got the the best chance of of winning games. Mm. But then they've got to play probably. The three best teams. They're going to have to play two at least of the three best teams in the in the division if they're going to do that. You know, are, are, on the road. Yeah, are they likely to get through all those games? Probably not. No. no. There's no way they're the AFC contender for the Super Bowl for me. Absolutely no way. So who is then? Who? I mean, as we sit here right now, who are you picking to the Super Bowl, Chris? Oh, the AFC. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say that I've uh, we've reserved our best and that the Chiefs are going to do it. I think I do fear the Bengals more than I fear the Bills, to be honest. Same, same, definitely. It's just I don't know why, but I do. I really do. Duncan, Duncan, both were close games, think... though. Don't forget they're both close games, one point scores in the regular season. But I do fear the Bengals more than the Bills. But I think that we've actually, I mean, I think it's going to be in the Bills' head that we beat them last year. Um, I think it potentially could be in the Bengals' head that we lost it for ourselves last year and they didn't necessarily win it. We should have absolutely walked that game, but we didn't. So that, I'm hoping, gets into their heads and that we've got that. Um, we're hitting the stri- our stride at the right time, like we said before. So AFC, I'm taking us. I am. Duncan, am I right in thinking you've got money on the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl? Yeah, I do. I put that on in March, a long time ago. I thought, I March, thought April, you yeah, had. I put that for a long time, yeah. I mean, I, can I, see think, that I, I think that I, I don't necessarily think that we are the best top to toe roster in the AFC. Mm. I think you're probably looking at the Bills for that. Yeah, agreed. And, um, but I just, Patrick Mahomes, man, I just, and there's something about him this year, like he's not. Like you said, we had the longest play, his longest throw was in, in the last game. Yeah. Exactly, the last game he saved yeah. the best for last. You know, we haven't done and, that. But... but he had his lowest passing yardage as well. He only had 202 yards and 67 of them came in one play. But do you know what though? That guy needed, what was it, 400 and something yards in the game? 
to gain extra cash. It was an extra incentive. Was it 420 yards for an extra one and a half million or something? He wasn't that big-headed to go for that. Well, that kind of happens when you get paid half a billion. You know, million and a half, it's pocket change at that stage. It does, absolutely, I agree. But he's not that big-headed to go for it. He's not calling players that says, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. He was professional. I think I would just always take the, the the team with the single best player, especially if he's the quarterback. In an MVP year as well. Yeah, and I think that I my my one reservation would be that as we've just said, like we're a playoff team, so we're kind of we're kind of battle hardened. Yet we do carry a lot of rookies, and they are all kind of on the defense. So they don't necessarily yep. know what a playoff, you know, what what a playoff mm-hmm. game is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be my one concern. And yeah, like say the the both the Bills and the Bengals have you know the players to to exploit that if it does turn out that the moment is too big for for those guys. Um, and I've said before, like I genuinely believe the Bills on any given day. That the team that plays best will win that game, mm. and that might be us, that might be them, uh, but I, I genuinely think that just whoever comes out and plays the best game will win that, will win that game, and I'm okay either way with however that happens. I'm okay with it. With the Bengals, I just don't trust that we'll bring our best because something weird happens when we play them. I know, and that I'm... that would be my fear against the Bengals. That um, I don't I don't necessarily read too much into the results as such. Because I think that it's when the when the best teams play each other, one team has to win, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's more the fact that like we should have beat them both times. Certainly, the last two games we've played against them, probably the last three um, games we've played against them, we should have beat them, and weird stuffs happened that we haven't. And like, I don't, I, I don't think that our team's immune to that getting into their heads either. So that would be that would be my concern on the on against the Bengals, but yeah. I, yeah, um, that's that is yeah. Without getting too far ahead of ourselves, the, the that's, one that's thing I can't the Bengals. Yeah, the one thing I can't help thinking about the Bengals is they've got an absolutely awful offensive line, and every other team seems to take advantage. And Joe Burrow gets sacked, he gets sacked, and he gets sacked. When we play them, we just cannot seem to sack him for whatever reason. We just do not get home, and that I, I don't know why, but. It just keeps sticking in my head that we just don't get home. Everybody else does, and we don't. But is it potentially time to put that right? I don't know. But that's one of the reasons I fear them. And you know, again, Joe Burrow was kind of a one of these generational, kind of one of these quarterbacks. But again, I can't go. I can't go away from the fact that Patrick Mahomes is one of those. And like you say, take the single best player. He's having a, an MVP season this year. He will win MVP this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just, I, I just feel like we've got something. We'll find something, and I think that from the AFC, it's going to be us this year. Not just because I'm a Chiefs fan, but I feel like it is going to be us. Can I give it up? Um, right then. Have we got anything else you want to talk about? I want to talk, talk about that one. I was, I wanna, yeah, I was just I about talk, to say... I want to talk more about the Super Bowl. I, I, was, gonna, I was just going to segue there. <laughs> the talking about the Super Bowl. Funny yeah. we should mention that. Go on then, fire away. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, you guys, everyone that listens to this already knows that the best thing that we do in our heads abroad is, is get together. Drink. Yeah, get, to, yeah, get together, have a beer and, um, and, and, watch, and watch the game. And in the years gone past, we've done that two or three times a season. Um, obviously... We weren't able to do that for the last few years. We went back to Newcastle last year, but our kind of focus, I guess, this year was a, was a lot on the, the Kansas City trip. Um, yeah. And I guess coming out of that, I wanted to um, give everybody a chance to, to to watch the Super Bowl together. Should we get there? And I wanted to put a plan in early, without being presumptuous, even though the last five minutes of conversation may. Suggest that we, we are slightly ahead of ourselves. We're not, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. I just we're want to not. give everybody a chance to, to have a plan so that if we get to the Super Bowl, this is this is what we'll do. That's snowballed. So, Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, our heads abroad are hitting Dublin. Whether we get there or not, 
Exactly. So regardless of the result, there's a, there's a load of us already booked. We're going to go to Dublin. Um, hopefully the Chiefs are there and we'll get together to watch the game. If the Chiefs are not there, we're going to get together, have a, have a decent day out and watch whoever is playing in the Super Bowl. Um, so keep an eye on the social media channels. We'll, um, we'll, we'll put some stuff out there, get in touch for the details. But um, I would encourage everyone to come if they can. We would normally have done, or in the past we've done London, but for those guys not in the UK, um, our train drivers, our train engineers, are the, the trains are striking constantly, so it's actually quite hard to get around the country at the moment reliably. And getting on a flight to go to Dublin, it's, which is an hour away from almost everyone, mm-hmm. is just the easiest plan. And the it's best not, plan. Not from Neil, it's about 10 minutes. <laughs> um, I, I, could, <laughs> I can drive into the city centre in about 20 yeah. Oh, give over. Sorry for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, so it's not because we're like, where should we watch the Super Bowl? Or where? Should, no. If if we get to the Super Bowl, where will we watch it? Mm. And I kind of just, I kind of expected it to be Dublin, and then Neil just threw in a very facetious. Um, I expected it be it would be London. Neil threw in a very facetious home, uh, home plan. <laughs> I'm not yeah. being selfish, but what about Dublin? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of how difficult it would be yeah. for all you guys, you know. Yeah, so I, yeah. so I, You're right, so though. <laughs> I stuck it into Skyscanner, and lo and behold, <laughs> Dublin's quite easy and quite cheap to get. Cheap. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the plan. Um, come to Dublin, we'll watch Super Bowl, whether we're in it or not. Um, yeah. That'll be good fun. Yeah. Challenge our takes, you know, anything you've heard this year from us that you don't agree with, just challenge it. Come, tell, on, it, come tell us we're clowns. Chat to us and tell us, yeah, go on. Listen, clowns, I don't agree with what you said. Which is fine, because we've all got opinions and we're not professionals, so. Yep. Yep. That's the plan. Um, yeah. Like I say, that that's the plan. Regardless, um, we've got two games to get there, so you know, finger, fingers crossed. It's us. If it's not, then you know, we'll have a great time anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, we'll 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 put the disappointment behind us. Um, <laughs> drink our sorrows. We'll drink of that. Yeah, exactly. It's a no. Yeah. It's a no lose situation, is it? It's win win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the yeah. Super Bowl, you get drunk. You're not in the Super Bowl, you enjoy it and you get drunk anyway. Yep. That's a winner. Yeah. Right, exactly. gents. That, that'll do us for this evening, I think. Uh, thanks for your time, as always. Uh, Chris and Duncan, much appreciated, guys. 77 um, reporting ineligible. 77 ineligible now, yeah. Um, so we'll be, be back next week to talk about whoever we have to meet. Um, probably Jags or Chargers, the Jags, isn't it, I think? The Jags. Yeah, hopefully the Jags, yeah. I'd be happy to meet them again. Um, but we'll be back next week, so for now we'll say goodbye for now. Thanks for listening. <laughs>